cut your stomach out, you <laughs> stupid pig. <laughs> you rude, thoughtless little pigs. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her brother, William. And this week we have a seasonal topic. Mm. We're going to talk about Yule and the Yule Lads. Mm, the 13 Yule Lads. Yes. Mischief Makers Deluxe. That's right. I kind of, so William's going to cover the Yule Lads themselves. And doing my research, I kind of came across some stuff about them that I tried to kind of put blinders on yeah. for. And I'm excited to hear you talk about. It's funny because I know that you're going to talk about their parents. Mm-hmm. And in my research of the Yule Lads, I came across some stuff about their parents gorilla and yeah i don't have too much about the dad it's oh, like no? lepaludi okay. something like that um but i came across a little bit about their mom yeah and i i basically had to like stop myself from doing more research because it looked pretty awesome yeah totally yeah um so before we get into that we just want to mention that you can follow us everywhere on social media at gttu pod we would love it if you joined our secret facebook group you'd either search for guide to the unknown secret society or go to facebook.com slash groups slash gttu pod you can also go to patreon.com slash gttu pod and if you donate four dollars or more per month to us to kind of thank us and help us keep the show going we have monthly bonus episodes that come out just for Patreon subscribers. So head there. We're doing a really fun thing for Patreon tomorrow that I'm looking forward to. I know. That will be out on the 15th. And so you'll have that on, I guess that's Monday. And there's also a back catalog of other episodes and bonus stuff. Yes. So I go will, check it out. I will just say this about our next episode of the Netherworld Dispatch on mm-hmm. Patreon. We have fun contacting all of you. <laughs> I think it's time for us to contact some additional spirits. Mm-hmm. Make of that what you In will. In addition to them? Yes, I don't know. It's a ham-handed. Additional spirits. It's a pretty bad tease, but <laughs> a tease it is. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into it now. Okay. So I decided to kick things off by talking about what Yule is anyway, because we hear that word associated with Christmas a lot. The Yule lads are a Christmassy thing. Yeah, the but- Yuletide cheer. I'm aware right. of that as a phrase you might right. say, but I don't know. I think of the Yule log as the most Christmassy Yule thing yeah, that's right. like widely accepted where a lot of people know about it and talk about it casually. Yeah. But let's talk about what Yule is and where that comes from. It's basically the root of our Christmas traditions. Like a lot of things that we do are kind of evolved from the idea of Yule, which is a pagan uh, sabbat. And Sabbaths are seasonal festivals. Basically, they're pagan holidays, but they take place over a number of days as opposed to one day um, for the most part. So first of all, paganism itself, I just learned this recently, um, is kind of a hodgepodge and like umbrella term. It's not necessarily a religion itself, although some people regard it that way and it's all good. Um, It's kind of a broader term. I always think about it almost as like a put down yeah like people will be like oh you're a pagan yes that's a pagan belief but it's not like it would be like hey everybody collectively we are the pagans right. it's more of a, a term that outsiders use to say yeah. that you're not part of their like religious system I'm surprised you knew that i thought it was just like 
I thought it was like a witchy religion. I didn't right. know that it was. You're, you're absolutely right. It was like a derogatory term for non-Christians Bam. and people who didn't go with the one Bay religion and might worship like a number of gods or entities and things like that. I'm so that's exactly what it is. I'm very worldly. I'm very smart. It's true. You are all knowing. <laughs> Whatever you need, pal. <laughs> um, hey, fun fact about me. I know everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I know all. Well, it's 50 times 3,000. Nope. Nope. I couldn't fact check you anyway. Let it go. 1,500,000? Yeah. I have no idea if that's true. I forgot the numbers you said, to be know. honest. I knew there was a five and a three. And it was Pulled big. them out of my tush. I knew it was big numbers with a five and a three. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I made 15 out of it. That sounds as right to me as it could, 15 frankly. and a bunch of zeros. Yeah. Damn, you do know everything. Damn. <laughs> I thought that was going to disprove it, but it just proved it. Comes from the little gray cells. <laughs> Um, so within that framework with paganism basically being the rejection of Christianity at its root, you know, people kind of take it different directions, but that's like the, the basic main thing that it came from. Um, tons of other beliefs and practices can fall under the umbrella of paganism. It's basically like if you're not Christian, your belief could be pagan, but you don't have to call it that whatever. But like Wicca kind of falls under, uh, paganism some other things do too but basically even if people call it its own religion it's generally closely hewn to magical practices in general it's okay. kind of associated with magic it's a catch-all yeah it is a catch-all um so paganism has a wheel of the year and the holidays or sabbats are on the equinoxes of the year okay and then directly in between them so that means there are eight sabbats per year because there are four equinoxes and then one in between each of those okay so it's very much like a seasonal nature-based thing um yule actually isn't one of the big ones you would just think it is because it's around christmas and pretty much anything that's around christmas gets sucked into the vacuum of like this is a really big deal like yeah. hanukkah isn't actually such a big deal in the jewish religion but it kind of seems that way because it's kind of equated as being like because the, a different form of christmas even though it's obviously christmas not what the is like is. the gigantic vocalized massive yeah. inescapable holiday so everything right. else is it's like a it's like a black hole yeah so everything else gets other, sucked in yeah i was thinking the same thing it just gets sucked to, into the vacuum of like well it's another religion or beliefs holiday that's around christmas and right. christmas is the big one so these are all big ones if you have a cold holiday yeah it's christmas yeah and it's huge <laughs> yeah, it's and huge. so it's actually not that huge it's you know it's fine and everything yeah. but it's not their like big one or whatever right. um so you'll last 12 days 12 days of Christmas, anybody? Say what? Right. Oh, wait. Is that? Are you saying that's where it came from? I'm not sure. The 12 I days of Christmas? I wonder. The 13 Yule lads are mm -hmm. not just the amount of lads. Oh. They're also 13 days leading up to Christmas. Oh, interesting. Another, you know, huh. 13 is a very powerful magical number. Oh, absolutely. Very 13 powerful. steps to the gallows. Yes. Mm. Well, so Yule starts this year. I thought it wrote down. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this year... um. Yule starts on the 22nd, and it goes until... Oh, I didn't write that down. 12 days from the 22nd. Okay, so the 34th. I think 34th. it's like the 5th. Yeah. The 34th, which would be January 3rd. Something like that. December 34th. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, and the date of Yule always changes. Okay. Because it's based on the date of the solstice. Because it's really celebrating... 
the passing of the solstice each year. So the solstice is the darkest night of the year. It's or the you know the darkest day of the year. There's the least sunlight right. that day, the most yes. darkness. So Yule starts the next day because it's kind of like um like acknowledging the darkest day of the year and it's acknowledging that now sunlight is going to keep returning little by little. We're getting more and more sunlight over the next days until the next solstice. Oh, that's hits. interesting. Okay. Um, maybe that's not true. Maybe not until the next solstice hits, but like it is getting lighter and lighter right. past the equinox. Um, so it celebrates the passing of the darkest night and a return to light. The night is always darkest before the dawn. That's right. Batman. Mm-hmm. I promise you, the dawn is coming. Yeah. I was trying to fight the mob. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You just reminded me. What was I watching? Oh my God. Oh God. Okay. You know how there's a guy in that meeting in the dark night? What must I have been watching? A little oh gamble? God. What? No, 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 no. The meeting where he says the. Because he won't have a nickel for his grandma. <laughs> That's right. No, no. The meeting with like the townsfolk of oh, Gotham, okay. yeah, yeah. where Harvey Dent says that, there's that guy who stands up and he's like, he should turn himself in. He should turn he's, himself in. He's like working real hard. And he goes, no more dead cops. Okay. Like that. That guy was in a crowd scene in something I saw recently and did another one of those things. Really? Oh, God. He's what, known for his crowd work. What could it have been? You confirmed that it was the same guy? No, but I'm positive. Okay. Um, He's a great you crowd know, shouter. You know, that's a talent of mine. You may know everything, but oh, I can boy. pick an obscure bit player from one thing into another, like yes. nobody's business. Who's the newspaper editor from The Great Muppet Caper? Oh, God. What is that <laughs> guy's name? Because yeah, yeah. Um, I spotted him in an episode of uh, yeah. <laughs> of Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I walked in. You're like, Kristen, what's this guy from? And I was like, oh, that's their newspaper editor. The Great, <laughs> the Great Muppet Caper. Um, I've got a touch of the ability. Remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, Maybe it runs in families. Yeah. But that guy was in something I saw recently. I was like, that's the guy who stands up in the dark night. Yeah. Like, he must be a good, like, angry crowd guy. His demo reel is always him standing out of a crowd and yelling something at them. I couldn't believe it. I don't know if it was in The Irishman. That's something I watched recently that's, like, new. I don't know. But yeah. it was really, really funny. Um, but, yes, the night is darkest before the dawn. Yes. The solstice is the darkest night. So Yule is celebrating the passing of that darkest night. Um, you can compare it to Christians celebrating the birth of Christ in a way because Yule celebrants are celebrating the rebirth of the sun. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So like I said, it has pagan roots, but it can be celebrated non-denominationally. Not everybody who celebrates Yule identifies as pagan. Um, since it's a celebration of the sun returning, here are some things that you can do to kind of celebrate Yule if this appeals to you and you like the kind of like naturey vibe of this and everything and if you want to do it if this appeals to Yule mm -hmm. go for it right exactly so here's some things um, that I found and some things that I just wrote that made sense to me um so things that symbolize the sun and celebrating that can be nice. So lighting candles or a fire, decorating with um, evergreen na nature that's associated with winter. So kind of acknowledging in that like wheel of the year thing that this is where we're at right now. So let's celebrate where we're at and mm. brings those elements inside. So like decorating a tree is a Yule tradition oh. that gradually became a Christmas tradition. Interesting. Um celebrating nature and animals with taking walks outside and doing things that are kind of like warming and symbolic of the sun. Um, it can also be a time of reflection since it occurs at the end of one year and the beginning of the next. It can be a nice time to kind of like turn inward and think about things while you're in this sort of like coming back to the light period, things right. that maybe have passed, 
that are before the equinox and what you would like to bring into the new year. That almost sounds like a new year's resolution or something. Yeah, it yeah. definitely can be. It kind of like folds in nicely with that. Um, I was thinking that it's kind of like, so like yin and yang, like yin is very um, like chill energy and yang is very active energy. And I noticed when I was reading this that it feels like Yule is kind of the yin to Christmas's yang because mm. Christmas is like very active. You're running around doing stuff. There's advertising to get stuff stuff and Yule is a little bit more reflective and appreciative and kind of rolling with the slowness of the return of the sun not trying to rush anything just acknowledging that it's slowly coming back mm. so doing things that are kind of like slowed down can be kind of reflective of that and kind of nice and also kind of an antidote to the rushiness of Christmas interesting I know right pretty yeah. cool so I wanted to know what the deal with the Yule log is, because like I said, I feel like that's the Yule thing that yeah. is probably maybe most associated with Christmas. Yeah. I mean, Yule log, mm-hmm. Yule tide cheer, Yule Brenner. Yule Brenner. Did we make a Yule Brenner on the sh- joke on the show last week? Did we? I made a Yule Brenner joke recently with you, and I f- <laughs> maybe it wasn't on the show, actually. I'm not even sure if I know who Yule Brenner is. I don't know. I'll give it a goog. Old guy entertainer. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I think Allie was there when I made the Yule Brenner joke. It might not have been in the show. Now that's entertainment. Um, that's right. Um, so what is a Yule log? I want to know. I, so the thing that I think of when I think of a Yule log is that there's a channel that you can turn to around Chris, Christmas, on Christmas, whatever, where it's just a burning fireplace. And that's called the Yule log. But I really didn't know anything beyond that, that people like turning on the Yule log channel. Right. Um, so it's been adopted as a Christmassy thing, mainly because of that TV show. It kind of became a big deal and people know it for that. But it's actually a traditional Yule thing. So it's meant to be lit on the first night of Yule. And then it's meant to burn all the way until the 12th day of Yule in honor of the gods and for good luck. Wow. So back in the day, finding the Yule log was a family affair, kind of the way that some people go out to find a Christmas tree together as a family today. Um, families would go into the woods and try to find the best cut of wood that would hold up for those entire 12 days. That's a challenge. Oak is a hardy wood. So looking for oak was uh was a hot one just a good well, tip yeah <laughs> good tip for all you pagans out there it's just good to know um real quick Yule sure. brenner was an actor okay a uh, very intimidating mm. sort of actor he's from the king and i he's from the king and i he's from yeah. westworld the, okay. the movie westworld oh he is the a- movie westworld like the same plot as the show Westworld at all? Do yeah. they tie in at all? Uh, kind of. There, there, huh. there's, there are Easter eggs in the show to the movie. Yeah. But they're both based on a book by Michael Crichton, who did Jurassic Park. Oh, I didn't know that. It's the same exact concept, a theme park. Oh, okay. And the things in the theme park try to kill you. Man, Michael Crichton loves a theme park with things that'll kill you, because that's who wrote Jurassic Park. Yes, he loves, loves, loves a theme park. Loves a danger park. He certainly does. Weird. And Ewell Brenner was the original big bad of Westworld. Yeah. Interesting. Allie and I watched it uh, earlier this year. It was not bad. The movie Westworld? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entertaining. That's cool. Um, So here are some superstitions that are associated with the Yule Log um, from a pagan perspective that I think are kind of cool. And also like probably back in the day. Um, That it had to catch fire on your first attempt to light it or else it was bad luck. Ooh. And then this I really like. A lot of pressure. I know. I would choke under that pressure, no doubt. Way to go, Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we have bad luck. Well, here's how you might undo that bad luck. You stupid idiot. You keep the ashes of the log... For the following year's ceremony. I don't know exactly what that means. Maybe you like sprinkle them on the Yule log or put them in the fireplace or something. And some people kept them under their beds 
the ashes of the Yule Log. Because think about it, you're ushering in like a new year yeah. with the Yule Log um, to keep away evil spirits and very specifically lightning strikes. Well, that's weird. I know. Superstition's a real big to do. There's yeah. a lot you got to do. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of pressure. A lot of superstitions are kind of like 50 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it either works or it doesn't, and you're screwed and or you're, you're screwed. not. You're screwed. Yeah. I, I mean, I have, I still have fever dreams of when we were kids mm-hmm. and we'd all be, you know, gathered around the fireplace. Mm-hmm. It was me lighting the Yule log. Right. You're and, sweating. Yep. A great, great grandma would go, don't screw it up. Right. You're going to bring bad luck upon our family. Yep. And then it didn't light. And then Uncle Frank went, look what you did, you little <laughs> jerk. And it was horrible. I mean, I'll never forget that. And then that bad luck manifests itself that very night when very Fuller night. pees the bed next to you. I know. He's sipping that Pepsi and smiling at me. And then Kristen said to me, mm-hmm. you're what the French call les incompetents. That's right. What's up with that? It cut pretty deep. Yeah. And then Buzz's tarantula gets out. Ugh. It never gets out, but because you didn't light the Yule log, it's on the move. So much pressure. But you know what? Luckily, I saved the day because I took the ashes from the Yule log. I put them underneath my bed Mm -hmm. so that when thieves came in the night, (laughs) Buzz's tarantula crawled on one of their faces, freaking them out. And actually, in my version of these events, that keeps them from robbing us or giving us any sort of trouble at all. You protected us like many Christmases in a row. Exactly. Hey, so I watched Home Alone 1 and 2 the other night. Right on. He calls uh, Harry and Marv a horse's ass in both (laughs) movies. Really? Yeah, bit of trivia for you. He goes, "Did you add that to IMDb?" <laughs> yeah, I should have. In the first movie, he goes, "I'm up here, your horse's ass," and then in the second one, he goes, "I'm down here, your horse's ass." That's awesome. In the most subtle callback of all time, he just calls them a horse's ass two times. I wonder if it's actually a callback or they just didn't realize. I have a feeling they took the script from Home Alone 1 and then just crossed out <laughs> Home with New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same movie. Just so like, maybe okay, they just left get that hit line. in the head here. Yeah. So instead of it being a brick, let's have it be a paint can or yes. like whatever. Yeah. He encounters a scary old person with a shovel, cross that out and write birds. Pigeon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mom compared herself to the pigeon lady recently. I can't remember why, but. <laughs> It was really, really funny. She was like, I'm going to turn into the pigeon lady. <laughs> like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'll give you two turtle doves. Yeah. I won't forget to remember you, Mom. Never. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so now let's talk about the spooky aspects of Yule. Let's Hell start to yeah. roll into it. Let's We're going to talk about Gryla. Mm. So there was some stuff about her husband, but I feel like Gryla was the main attraction. Okay. There wasn't that much cool about him. I think I touch on him, but it's like not Lump really a thing. is... I'll find the name, Whatever. but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I had heard of Gryla, but she came across our radar in that Guides the Unknown group, the facebook.com slash group slash GTTU pod, when Carrie Neptune um, put a link in there from smithsonianmag.com about Gryla. Or right. Gryla. I'm going to say Gryla. I think it's Gryla. Gryla? Okay. Yeah, that's All right, what Gryla. I always said, yeah. Um, the first thing that drew my eye in this article was that it's not even the first line, but you know when your eye just goes to a word and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, it called her an ogress, which I think rules. Lovely word. I love it. I know. Ogress. So she's an Icelandic troll character first talked about in the 13th century. First, mm. the stories of Gryla were passed around orally and then there started to be written works. So there was an early poem that Smithsonian Mag had, um, had written that I wanted to just read verbatim because I think it's awesome. Down comes Gryla from the outer fields with 40 tails, a bag on her back, a sword, knife in her hand, coming to carve out the stomachs of the children who cry for meat during Lent. Oh my God. 
Gorilla's dead serious. Carve out the stomachs of children who cry for meat. Uh-huh. You dare be hungry? Yeah. I cut your stomach out. I will hear you crying up for meat. And I will yeah. look down and whisper, I'm going to cut your stomach out, <laughs> you stupid pig. <laughs> you rude, thoughtless little pigs. <laughs> So in Iceland, Yule is different than the traditional pagan celebration I just described or from Christmas. It's it's much spookier inherently. Um, So it's a time not only to bring together living family, but the deceased, as well as creatures of the land, like elves and trolls who went house to house during the season, including Grilla. So it sounded like they had something where trolls went in disguise and masks house to house, which reminded me of trick or treating. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but that could just be a coincidence. I, I don't really know the deal, but it was just mentioned in the Smithsonian article. So the deal is, as in the poem, it said that Gorilla had a horned tail and a bag to throw naughty children in. Complete badass. She was married twice. She got bored with her first husband, so she ate him. Whoa. And then her second husband was, I actually didn't write down the name. I thought I did. Lepaludi or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's who she gave birth to the 13 Yule lads with. Um, also, she had a giant man-eating Yule cat who ate anyone not wearing new clothes. Yes, yes. So you better go holiday shopping. I wondered about this. Because having new clothes will ensure you know safety from the Yule cat. So it yeah. sounds like a consumerist kind of twist. I know. I read that, but I also yeah. read that it might have had to do with people who ran factories. Mm-hmm. So you had to make your clothes. You had to get done making the new clothes you were supposed to make, worker. Uh... And if you didn't get done making the clothes that I'm paying you to make, uh-huh. the Yule cat, the Christmas cat, is going to eat you. Oh, okay. But I think that the modern interpretation is more like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that now, today, it might be more associated with, hey, don't complain that you got socks for Christmas. Right. They're going to keep you safe from the Yule cat. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to give you clothes for Christmas again, Timmy. Yeah, right. Stop complaining. You need new underwear. <laughs> yeah. And just so you'll stop crying to me, this means the Yule cat won't eat you tonight. Because otherwise, if oh, I hadn't no. given you the new uh, undies, if you didn't get new fruit and looms, right. the Yule cat would be snacking on you. It's such dark incentive, though. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. But, but th- no, I think you're probably right. That's what we're descended from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. No, I'm not saying that we're Icelandic. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, no, I know. the history of, of, of humankind, it seems like we are all descended from people who learned not to do certain things yeah. through fear. Yes, under duress. Either because literally a mountain lion would eat you if you went off alone, or because they'd be like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Don't go too close to that bog. Or a will-o'-wisp might eat you. Like, we're afraid of ghosts because there's millions of years of our ancestors warning their children. Yeah. Ghost monsters, the Yule Cat, are going to eat you unless you do what I tell you to do. Yeah, absolutely. We're the product of that. Yes, totally. Um, So something that's interesting is that the Yule Lads, the Yule Cat, and Gorilla existed independent of each other. These were all separate legends until the 1800s when Gorilla got wound into the Christmas story. So she wasn't originally the mother of the Yule Lads. That evolved later on. Um, Before that, she was just all winter, all the way, 
all day. Huh. Not necessarily Christmas, but she was symbolic of the darkness and snow taking over for the season. Love the idea of like any interpretation of hell as being a cold thing. I yes. think is very interesting. Yes, totally. So it's worth remembering that Iceland is where there has been some belief in creatures shaping the land. Right. So in episode 38, we talked about the Icelandic belief in elves and Grilla was kind of similar to that. She like brought ice and darkness and cold and all the scary things that could be imposing on you during those seasons. Mm. Grilla was responsible for this. So this might be kind of like obscure, interesting folklore to us that like, I feel like articles about Grilla get passed around. Um, I've seen it get passed around for the last couple of years. Like, wow, look at this weird thing. I've never heard of this before. But to Icelanders, like she's like Santa Claus, basically like anti-Santa Claus. She is super duper famous over there. It's not an obscure story to them at all. Anti-Claus. Anti-Claus. Yeah. Um, There are festivals with likenesses of her. She's totally emblematic of the season. Basically the way Santa is in Iceland, but just a scary Santa. It's funny. So You know, you could call her Bad Santa. Bad Santa. That's a great idea. Yeah, I should make a movie of that. Yeah, we should start working on that. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Maybe just for fun, we call it like something irreverent, like Bad Santa 3. I don't Mm -hmm. know, just for fun. Perfect. You know who would be a great gorilla? You wouldn't expect it. Billy Bob Thornton. Ooh, he would be a great gorilla. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bad Santa 3 starring Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Coming soon. It's a go. Um, so I was in Iceland earlier this year, mm-hmm. and I had a tour guide at one point, and immediately I tried to get him on track telling me about ghosts and folklore mm-hmm. and urban legends. He was incredibly knowledgeable. We were driving around in a car with him for like, not even kidding, like eight or nine hours. Yeah. Because Iceland is all just flatland. Right. <laughs> spread out. Um, and uh, he was telling us all kinds of things about Iceland, the politics of Iceland, the uh, geology that of Iceland. It doesn't sound very much like elves. No. And then when I, the second I brought up any bit of the paranormal, he was like, yeah, I don't really know anything about that. Yeah. And he kind of mocked the idea that all Icelanders believe in elves of and course. stuff. So yeah. he wanted to get away from it. But I sure. think- the Icelander doth protest too much. <laughs> That's funny. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I think he, He's smacking it down. I think he secretly is all about this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like I it. think he just didn't want Gorilla to hear him. Right. You know, I had the benefit of flying out of the country eventually. That's true. He has to deal with the fallout if he talks about this <laughs> he stuff. He has to deal with Gorilla every night. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It's so life for him. Maybe he's like these children who I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to leave us with a quote from that Smithsonian article. Children are truly afraid of gorilla in Iceland, says Brian Pilkington, an illustrator who's drawn some of the most well-known drawings of Gorilla and the Yule Lads. I've visited children's play schools to demonstrate drawing skills. And if I draw gorilla, then two or three terrified children have to leave the room because it's too strong for them. This is living folklore. Wow. I know. Pretty cool right i love that as a message this is living folklore yeah totally it continues on and like kids are just as freaked by gorilla as they were ever so every depiction that i've seen of gorilla really i mean ogress is the right word Mm -hmm. they're all monstrosities yes she's depicted as you know bulking Mm -hmm. large (laughs) bulking bulking (laughs) she's all bulked up (laughs) she's all She's rated out and bulked <laughs> yeah. up. But uh, she's always like big and monstrous yes. and, you know, covered in like lumps and stuff. Yes. Um, and so are mm-hmm. her children, the Yule Lads, at least originally. Yeah. The Yule Lads were kind of trolls. They were like monster little <laughs> freakoid creatures. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, they were said to also be in a different 
interpretation of the lore, uh, before they were Gorilla's children, they were said to be Eve's children, oh. like Adam and Eve, Okay, which she hid from God. Oh, <laughs> God. When God discovered them, he banished them to another dimension. Whoa. Which I guess is our dimension? Yeah, I guess so. So we're not in Adam and Eve's dimension. That's cool. Strange, right? I don't yeah. know. Anyway, um, so as I mentioned before, they actually originally um, appear during the 13 days leading up to Christmas, meaning that uh, for us, we're recording this on December 11th, mm-hmm. the first one <gasps> would appear tomorrow. That's awesome. Pop I out. Know. Yeah. It would be uh, tomorrow we would get to see uh, Stekjar Store. Ooh. All right, I, w- I want to play a game with you with these Yule ads, by okay. the way, because they each each of them has like a name mm-hmm. that describes what they do. Okay, but it's really a few steps. I feel like removed. I would need to have an understanding of the Icelandic language to be able to figure this out. Well, no. So here's what it is: the okay. Icelandic original name is Stek Jarstor, whatever. Mm-hmm. The uh, English translation of that okay. is Sheep Coat Clod. What do you think? This one does. This is one of the 13. He's the first one that appears, arriving on December 12th and leaving on December 25th. Sheep coat, Claude. 13 days. Uh, I don't know. Does he steal sheep? You're, you're pretty close. He harasses sheep. Oh, God. <laughs> he harasses sheep, but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. <laughs> oh, okay. According to Smithsonian Mag, he actually suckles ewes oh, boy. in uh, sheep sheds, but it's tough for him to do. Because sheep he, sheds? Yeah, in farmers like sheep sheds where they keep their sheep. If I ever, like when Ryan and I get a house someday, instead of having a she shed, you know, that's like the lady yeah, who's yeah, in the yeah. man cave, I'm totally going to have a sheep shed. Sheep shed. I definitely want to forget this. <laughs> sheep shorn in my sheep shed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he tries to get down to suckle the ewes, barf. Oh God. But uh, he has a hard time because his legs are made of wood. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah. So that's kind of a decent example of all of them. Okay, they, they're gotcha. mischievous pranksters yeah. who steal or otherwise harass the population and are named for their favorite method of harassment. I saw something about somebody like waving a sausage around or something like that. That's not incorrect. Okay. Um, <laughs> Keep going. Go yeah, we, we'll get to him. Yeah. Uh, now, Ranker, I have to say, Ranker.com has a really effective way of making the Yule Lads mm-hmm. sound uh, not goofy, but scary. scary. Uh-huh. Because over time, they've essentially become little Santa Clauses. Yeah, yeah. Originally, they were little monster troll ogres. Right. But now... Um, I think primarily because of a poem that was written about them. Yolas Venusvir by Johannes Fra Cotium in 1932. They've been turned from little creepoids into 13 little Santas. Oh, into nice boys. Yeah. Well, not really even nice, but mischievous. They're going to prank you, Mm -hmm. um, but they're less pains in the ass. Okay. And he turned them all into looking like little Santa Clauses. They all have white beards. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, unlike Santa, they don't wear a big red robe. They're kind of wearing, you know, like patchwork clothes. Okay. But a departure from Grilla. Big departure from Grilla. Major, major, major departure from Grilla. But even though they're said to be sort of gentle and kind these days, according to Ranker, Iceland was a difficult territory to settle given its rugged and cold conditions. Life was hard for the early settlers. The Yule Lads legend may have been made... um, uh, they may have made it terrifying to breed bravery and resilience in children so that they could grow up successfully in the hmm. difficult habitat. Interesting. Now, having 
literally been there. Yeah. At one point, we rented a car. Oh, my and God. And when you, when you rent a car, you are warned to be very careful when you open your doors because the wind mm-hmm. can break them open. Oh, my God. That was the first warning we got. Then Allie drove for mm-hmm. like eight hours. And uh, it was storming so bad she could not see the road. Yeah. Um, we were at a certain point, we were like, well, we're, we've got to be like 10 minutes away from our hotel, right? And you're just looking out at dark countryside. You can't see anything. And it's not until you finally get over a hill that you can kind of start seeing lights in the distance. Oh my God. It's dangerous. Yeah, it sounds Th- like it. This is dangerous territory. So uh, I'm going to give you this sort of like mix of like gentle Yule lads, dangerous mm-hmm. Yule lads. Great. Um, Here's here's basically what they're said to do. They leave small gifts in shoes that children have placed on windowsills. But if the child has been disobedient, they instead leave a potato in the shoe. <laughs> I think, do we briefly talk about them in some sort of like Christmas roundup episode or something? It's not impossible. We touched on them. Somebody else leaves candy in shoes, right? Uh, yes, that, yeah. Is it like German Santa Claus or something? Well, that is uh, when you lived in your first apartment. No, I know. When you first moved away from home. I know. I was home. trying to remember. <laughs> I thought I made it up, but you know, I guess it was based on something. No, it was real. I oh okay. Yeah. I uh, you had a neighbor who'd always leave his shoes in the hall, and so yes. I'd always put candy in them. No, I did. You did. I think we both did. No. Yes. Really? Because I used to every single time I came over to your place if you had candy on your table. I did. I had Werther's on my side table like a granny. There you go. I would yeah. immediately put them in your neighbor's shoes. I always put candy in his shoes. And say I was being German Me Santa. too. Are you sure? I think you're remembering what I did. I think you're remembering what I did and I think you took it. No. And then it became our no. joke, but it was originally mine. No, I don't I think not, so. I am not kidding. That is what I think. I think no. that I came up with that. No, I don't think so. Well, we'll have to go back in time and find <laughs> yeah. out. It's the only way to settle this. <laughs> um, according to Smithsonian Mag, a twist on this mm-hmm. is that the potato they put in the shoes of naughty children yeah. wasn't a freshie. They oh, put God. rotting potatoes in their shoes. Oh. Or as I wrote, potatoes, ugh, rotten. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, that is good. It's pretty good. Um, it's also funny to me that, like, you know, not that this is any different from Santa leaving coal in your stocking. Yeah. Which is the same thing. A stocking is a I sock. No, I feel like it's like easier to just dump out some coal. I mean, it's very dirty, but I'm less grossed out about emptying coal from my stocking than I am like a rotten potato. What if it's a freshie? If it's a freshie, fine, but we're talking a rotten potato. <laughs> what if it's a baked potato in tinfoil? <laughs> you know? <laughs> With toppings? With or? all the fixings. Yeah. <laughs> it goes through a lot of trouble. I haven't had a baked potato in a long time. Neither have I. I wonder if they're good. Uh, because I've been listening to so much Howard Stern, I know yeah. that he, um, I've heard him yell at people for not presenting his potato to him on time. It's not warm enough. It's, yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> he has shifted eating habits then as of late. Now, oh, really? now he gets um, shrimp parmesan every night that he takes the breading <laughs> every off of. night. Maybe not every night, but he—that's what he always orders. He takes the breading off of it. People have told him, "Why don't you just order regular shrimp?" He says, "It's not the same. Leave me alone." And he eats like the half portion of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this was during the show a while back. He would yeah. have, you know, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> bring him a potato mid-show for his <laughs> mid-show snack. So uh, anyway, it made me think. There's a lot of sneaking around that parents do to avoid yes. punishing their children directly uh-huh 
no, the the Yule lads put those rotten potatoes in your shoes. You must have been bad. Right. It's probably because well, of when you talked back to me the other night, Peter. I think it's because kids don't respect their parents' like discipline at a certain point. They're more likely to be freaked out by an outside source punishing them than their parents. I guess so. You know, yeah. I think it's more that. No, Gorilla put those potatoes. You should be. Yeah, that's freaky. You should be pretty terrified. Not like, oh wow, Dad's mad at me again. Yeah, true. So uh, uh, once again, before we start to talk about uh, the nicer Yule lads, mm-hmm. Ranker says each of the Yule lads performed a wicked task related to their spe- specific persona. They often stole food and resources that were important to survival. Oh God! Again, they turned this into like life or death stakes, which yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. way back if you're talking sure. about you know, centuries ago. Right, totally. They were. Right. Well, so that is like a scary site. It's like Ranker Graveyard Shift. It's like they're going to find like the scary angle. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh Uh-huh. According to Smithsonian Mag, in 1746, parents were officially banned from tormenting their kids with monster stories about the Yule Lads. They were that scary back then. Oh, man. They were that scary. Um, So let's talk about where they live. Yeah. Obviously Iceland, but more specifically, there's a place called Dima Borger. Dima means dark. Okay. Borger is cities. Mm. It is dark city. Oh my God, that's awesome. It's a large area of lava fields made, uh, uh, they turn into volcanic caves and rock formations reminiscent of an ancient collapsed citadel. This is said to be the place where earth and hell are connected. Not only that, it is the place where Satan landed when he was expelled from heaven. Oh, Dima Borger. Cool. Uh, they I think also a, a band called that. Dima Borger? Yeah. They also shot a bunch of Game of Thrones there. Uh-huh. When we went to Iceland, we also saw like another place. I guess there's a big wall in Game of Thrones. Yeah. We saw like where that big wall is. And it's a real place where the tectonic plates of Earth have smashed up against each other to form a rock wall. Cool. It, Iceland looks rad. It's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. there. All right. So let's get into the, the 13 themselves. Mm-hmm. I already told you about sheep coat. Claude, who tries to suckle ewes. Yes. So well, let's let's go for more. Okay. Here's Giljagor. English name, Gully Gawk. Kristen, what does Gully Gawk do? I don't know. Something with water. I mean, I not looking at water. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're close. Uh, he hides in gullies. Okay. Waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed to steal milk. Oh, my God. These guys are obsessed with dairy. A little creep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they love dairy. Yeah, real hot on it. All right, here's Stufur. English name, Stubby. Stubby? Yeah. Um, You've got a good shot at getting this one. Really? Yeah. Okay, so there was the other one that had, like, wooden legs. Right. Something that Stubby is also referring to appendages in some way. Yes, that's correct. Um, I don't know if they go for legs again. Does it have stubs for legs? Well, kind of. Abnormally short. Okay. Okay, but what does he do? You've got a good shot at this. Oh, God. I don't know. He's short, so he he scares people from underneath? Close. He steals pans to eat the crust left on them. (laughs) You had a good shot. You were really close. You were really, really close. (laughs) All right. Here's uh, Thavoris Lakir. English name, Spoon Licker. What does he do? Licks your spoons. Yeah, licks your spoons. Yeah. <laughs> Steals and licks wooden spoons is extremely thin due to malnutrition. Oh, God. Because that's all he's taking in is like the excess food on your spoon. You would think it would be like the thing he takes glee in to lick the food off the spoon. But right, is that all he's I'm about getting? to say, that's all he's taking in. Not good. Also splinters, I'll bet. Oh, boy. All right, here's Pota English Potato? name, 
pot scraper? Uh, I mean, that sounds helpful. He scrapes your pots. Wrong. I don't know. He steals the food from your pots? Yes, he steals leftovers yeah, from yeah. your pots. What happened to the pissed. what happened to our leftovers? Yeah. Pota scraper. <laughs> is that what his name is? Pota scraper. Yeah. Very close. What is it? Pota scaphiel. Yeah. All right. Here's Askas Askas Lakeer. Mm-hmm. English name, bowl liquor. I mean, he licks the bowl when you're trying to make brownies. Very close. He hides under beds. Oh, God. Waiting for someone to put down their Ascure, a type of bowl with a lid used instead of dishes, which he then steals. Evidently, evidently, it's a thing to put bowls of food under your bed, possibly for animals, possibly for your pets. Oh, okay. Yes. I like this one a lot. Uh-huh. Hura Scalier. English name, door slammer. Ooh. I mean, slams your door and scares you. That's correct. He likes yeah. to slam doors, especially during the night waking people up. According to Ranker, this is for the sole purpose of scaring sleeping children. Ooh. I've seen some articles refer to this one as something of a poltergeist. Oh, okay. He's just up there slamming doors. That's I picture scary. him kind of full of rage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? All right. Skiergammer. English name is Skier Gobbler. Oh, skier gobbler. Do you know what skier uh, yeah, is? Yeah, I do. It's like yogurt. Yes. Um, it's so he's Icelandic gonna, yogurt. He's going to eat all your yogurt, right? Yes, he's got a great affinity for skier. He's going to eat all of your yogurt. <laughs> so do you guys, right? Or Allie does. Yes, we yeah, found Allie's out that- Allie's the skier gobbler. Well, because our, our tour guide in Iceland told us that Iceland, though it has a smaller population than most countries on the planet, uh-huh. has the highest number of strongmen. Yeah. For their, you know, for their the size of their yeah. population. And it's because of skier, which is high in protein. So I immediately bought a bunch of skier, thinking I'm going to mm-hmm. become a bodybuilder. Right, protein boy. And then I, uh, it made me sick. Yeah, you didn't like that. Allie likes it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, here's, uh, here's my boy. Boonya Craker. Okay. English name, Sausage Swiper. He steals your sausage. That's right. He hides in the rafters and snatches sausages that are being hides smoked. Hides in the rafters. Hides in the rafters. You know the rafters of your house? Yeah, right. Where you never check to see if there's somebody up there to snatch your sausages <laughs> away? The other thing, I, I, I brought some danger into our home. Oh, God. Because when we were in Iceland, we bought a uh, a Christmas tree ornament of Bunya Craker. Did you realize? Oh, well, yes. We yeah, saw yeah. they in the they had like a Christmas shop. Look at him. It was Christmas all year round. And they were selling Yule Lad stuff. Yeah. There was tons of Yule Lad stuff in the store. So we decided we had to have one of them. And in that moment, I kind of pegged the Yule Lads as something we would talk about someday. Right. Good job, Willie. And the one that we picked was old Sausage Swiper there. Now, I got to tell you, I think the word lad, plus reference to their mother, had me thinking that Yule Lads were young fellas. Oh, no, no, no. This is depicted as an older gentleman. Yeah, I told you. They're like little Santas. I guess They've I, got little white beards. I guess I took that... You know, I guess I didn't think. I guess I didn't think. Yeah, you You know what? You didn't think. Oh, my God. You know what? You weren't thinking. All right, this I don't need. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's depicted as a, a little a cretinous yeah. elderly man lying in a circle. He and should then... eat that sausage. He just has it like looped around his calf. Yeah, he's got sausage links <laughs> wrapped around his leg. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> um, okay, here's Glugageger. English name? Window peeper. Oh, God. I mean, peeps uh, and windows. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not good. Not loving him. To what end is thankfully slightly more chill? Okay. Kind of arguable. I mean, a snoop who looks through windows in search of- looking for food? Things to steal. Okay. If he sees something that he likes in there, he's coming in for it. 
All right. That's kind of freaky, but no. I prefer him to All right, but, other kinds. But do you prefer him to Gata Thafer, English name Doorway Sniffer? Oh, God. What does he do? He smells your doors. He does. He has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread, which is evidently a <laughs> some sort of a decorative, tasty flatbread eaten around Christmas. Ooh, All right. okay. All right. Now look out, because right behind him comes Ketkroker, English name, Meat Hook. Meat Hook? Meat Hook. Get your meat hooks off of me. Uh, I hope he's not doing that. Uh-uh. Uh, I don't know. Does he use a hook to steal your meat? <laughs> it's almost literally what it says. <laughs> he uses a hook to steal meat. It's almost like you were reading my notes. <laughs> and then the final of the 13, Kurta Sneaker, Candle Stealer. Oh, What's he do? P.O.'d. He steals your candle. But why? To, do you know why he wants your candle? To heat his meat. <laughs> 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 no. They seem very food centric. To eat his meat because their candles were made out of tallow, oh. which is beef or mutton fat. Okay. So he would sneak up on children to eat their candles. Oh my God. According to Ranker, that was going to leave them alone in the dark. Oh, how frightening. Very frightening. Very, very frightening. Man. Um, then, of course, you already talked about the Yule Cat, but the mm-hmm. one thing that I do want to read is from a popular poem sure. where they say, if one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. Everybody knew he hunted men, but he didn't care for mice. Oh. I thought that was cool. It was yeah, like it a was good, cool. you know, like uh, an eerie yes. lore to him. Yeah, totally. Now, to uh, to bring it home, there are other Yule lads because the the poem from the 1700s that pared them down to 13 essentially uh, meant that they were ignoring about 70 others. There oh, were like wow. 80 something Yule lads originally. Okay. And so I looked through a bunch of them, Yule lads and lasses, mm. and I picked a few okay. um, to continue quizzing you. I Great. picked some of the best of the <laughs> ones that are not the traditional 13. Yeah. Now, um, such as Lung Lung Nasletier. Okay. English name Lung Splatter. Oh my God. Lung Splatter. God, I can't even think of what they would do. What do they do? Lung Splatter. God, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. Well, bear in mind also that even though we translated it to English, mm-hmm. lung. Lung nasletier, lung mm-hmm. splatter, could still be, is lung the English lung, like your right. lungs, or is it something else? Okay. Um, God. You have a decent shot of this. What do you think? I mean, does that have something to do with meat? Con- yes, in a way. In a way. I don't know. You give up? Yeah, explodes your meat. It, do- <laughs> it does have something to meat because it is what you're thinking. It's lungs. Uh-huh. He carries his lungs on the front of his chest- and tries to beat children with them. That's very scary. Lung splatter. What do you mean tries to beat children with them? Does that mean he's just like lung butting into children? Oh, see, I think he's like flapping them in kids' faces. Oh, he can remove them? Get a face full of okay. lung. Okay. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're removable. All right. Cool. How about lampaskugi? Lamp shadow in English. Lamp shadow? Um, does he block out light so that you're scared? Yes. He, he puts out all the lights, casting farms into darkness. Mm. Then there's Bandelazier, English name, not loosener. I just like the phrasing of this. 
Take a guess what it is. It's exactly what it sounds like. Unties your shoes? Uh, uh, small potatoes. You probably do that too. Unties your clothes? What? Your pants? N- <laughs> what? <laughs> My pants aren't tied. Anyway. Maybe they were tied pants back in the day. You said that was small potatoes. The shoes made me think, okay, he's going for more gusto. It's he something like potatoes. that, but bigger. He wants to see your potatoes. No, my potatoes. Okay, Taking off your pants. Jones. Yeah. Just hold on to your potatoes. Hold on to your potatoes. He loosens all the knots on important ropes. Oh. Isn't that kind of interesting? Important ropes. What a subtle way to screw with people. Yeah. You work on a farm. You yeah. maybe have some sort of a lever Something pulley system. Something that Jim would do to Dwight. Yes, a thousand percent. Uh-huh. Why are all my knots loose? Jim. <laughs> Jim. Yeah. Uh, okay. There is Rakyar's Velger. Smoke gulper. Smoke gulper? What's he do? Puts out fires? Nope. I don't know. He gulps smoke. From smoked lamb. Okay. And blows it into people's faces. Oh my God. <laughs> all right, let's talk about two Yule lasses. And they both have uh, similar. You might be able to figure these out because the, the words are very similar. Okay. Flotsaka, mm-hmm. which translates to fat sock. Flotsaka mm-hmm. becomes fat sock. That's the whole thing. Fat sock. What does she do? Stretch out your socks. Mm. Fat. Okay. Um. Fat sock. Uh, fat sock. Does she put fat in your stockings? Very close. She puts fat on unfinished hand knitted socks. Wow, that is so specific. <laughs> yes. Okay. Shades of Yule Cat. Shades of Yule Like cat. you should finish your new stuff. You got to finish knitting yeah. your socks or else uh, flot socka, fat wow. sock is going to get you. Wow. All right. Followed by the other Yule last and the final one that I've got. Okay. Flot Nas. Okay. Okay. Flot socka was? Fat sock. Flot Nas. Fat nose? Correct. You got it right. What does fat nose do? Are we taking fat in the same kind of like Correct. noun way? Yes. Okay. Uh, puts fat on your nose while you're sleeping? Very close. Very close. I'm going to. There's a bit of a. Is that t- you like hit your nose in the middle of the night like people putting like oh. tickling your nose and putting shaving cream they on your They didn't have shaving and, cream back there. So right. Then, they had so they to, had to use fat. Right. Flatten. You're, you're very. Whatever. You're very close. You just. You've got wrong mm. where the fat goes. It doesn't go in your nose. Their nose? Yes. What? Flotnaz, fat but nostril. Pranking themselves. Steals melted fat by stuffing it up their nose. Oi. I mean, moisturized sinuses are pretty important, especially during the winter season. It's very dry. It's very dry. It's very dry. Very dry. Got to get that good fat. Yeah. Shove it up your nose. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Those are the UL ads. A couple wow. of UL lasses. That's awesome. They come starting tomorrow. If you're listening to That's this. That's so crazy. They've already begun. Yes. If you're listening to this on Friday, yeah. you've already got two of them to contend with. <laughs> wow. And they don't leave for 13 days either, I should also say, because they show up. There are 13 of them. So they just accumulate, Yes, basically? they accumulate and they stay for 13 days each. So you're not rid of them until yeah. like- January 6th or something like right. that. They don't go away for a while. Holy moly. Yeah. Well, guys, good luck. Careful out there with those Yule lads. Look out for lung splatter. Yeah, I don't know when that's... he shows up. All the additional ones outside the 13, I don't have dates on when they appear, so they might just be around. So you better just look sharp. Look 
sharp. <laughs> Keep your fat close. Yeah. Finish knitting those socks. Eyes on your tallow. Allie, I'm looking at you. My wife loves to knit. She's been yep. knitting socks. Allie, be mm. real careful. Please, Allie. She better be eating that skier mm. to give her endurance to finish those socks. Absolutely. Woo. Well, guys, stay safe out there. And if you need strength and support during this difficult time with Yule Lads about... And you do. You do. You can find us at GTTUPod on all social media. Please come join our Facebook group to kind of commune with other people who are dealing with the Yule Lads. Yes. It's the Guides the Unknown Secret Society on Facebook. Strength in numbers. That's right. That's right. You can also go to patreon.com slash GTTUPod to sign up to support the show for $4 or more per month. And you'll get a bonus episode that comes out every month on the 15th, plus some extras here and there. Yep. It's almost the 15th now. That's right. It's Something's coming. coming up. That's right. We'd greatly appreciate it if you would go leave us a positive review yes. on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Big, big, big deal. Just like Painter Jake did saying... This podcast is so fun, it always makes me laugh. Glad to listen to Will and Kristen talk about creepy things with a twist on humor. This was titled, by the way, Glad They Don't Like Charlie Brown's The Great Pumpkin. <laughs> that's really funny. Glad that we don't like it's Charlie It's really Brown. funny that that's the title. It's working. Thank you. It's taking Thank you, off. Jake. People yeah, are yeah, rallying yeah. around our dislike of the peanuts. So boring. So boring. We're in trouble coming up soon. There's a Peanuts Christmas special, right? <sighs> I know. They got to do that sad dance around that sad tree. Well, guess what? We don't have to watch it. Wah, 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 so I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. No. And you can also find us individually online. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us and getting some Yuletide cheer and chill. Mm. We'll be back next week to talk more about holiday haunts, I think. Yes. But until that time comes, we must travel up the chimney. Back to Iceland go we. Yeah. Bing! Iceland by way of chimney. We're going to like slingshot ourselves from the chimney yeah. to Iceland. Um, Have we heard... Of Tio de Nadal. No. No. No, we'll have to look it up. Tio de Uncle? Nadal, yeah. My Tio. Yeah. Tio de Nadal. I'm looking it up. Tio de. Okay. It's a character in Catalan mythology relating to a Christmas tradition widespread in Catalonia. Um, yeah, I guess you decorate a log. Huh. It's like a Christmas log, and then you put a little oh. hat, hair, and a face on oh, it. Oh, wow. Never heard of that before. That's interesting. Cool. It stands on four stick lugs with a broad, smiling face painted on its higher end, enhanced by a little red sock hat. It's hmm. cute. Yeah. Three-dimensional nose. Jaunty. How come? Oh, whoa. What? Whoa. This is awesome. On Christmas Day, or in some households on Christmas Eve, one puts the T.O. partly in the fireplace and orders it to defecate. <laughs> The fire part of this tradition is no longer as widespread as it once was, since many homes do not have a fireplace. To make it defecate, one beats the Tio with sticks while singing various songs of Tio de Nadal. The tradition wow. says that before beating the Tio, all the kids have to leave the room and go to another place of the house to pray, asking the Tio to deliver a lot of presents. Nowadays, the praying tradition has been left behind. Still, the children go to a different room, usually the kitchen, to warm their stick next to a fire. This makes the perfect excuse for the relatives to do the trick and put the presents under a blanket while <sighs> the kids are praying. The T.O. does not drop large objects, as these are considered to be brought by the three wise men. It does leave candies, nuts, and small toys. Huh. 
It may also give out dried figs. <laughs> so is it... The, that can help with defecation. The Tio is often popularly called Kaga Tio, Poo Log, or Shrimping Log. Shrimping Log. Well, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. This derives wow. from the many songs of Tio de Nadal that begin with this phrase, which was originally, in the context of the songs, an imperative. All right, I'm just going to say it. Shit, log. Uh-huh. It's a command. The use of this expression as a name is not believed to be part of the ancient tradition. Okay, here's the song. Wow. Here's the shit, the shit song. Shit, log. Shit, nougats. Hazelnuts. And motto cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit, log. Cagatio, <laughs> cagatoro, avellanes, I mato, sino cagues be. Edere, yeah, people know about this. Colte basto, cagatio. Honest editor and personnel changer on it. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for bringing Cagatio into our lives. Personnel change says the song they sing is the best. Yeah. Honest Dad says when my That's kid is so in the funny. bathroom for more than 20 minutes, I ask him if he is beating, beating the T.O. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I thought it meant like time-wise. Yeah. He was like beating the T.O., you know? Oh, yeah. Like going faster. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Cockatillo has really taken us someplace new. Yeah. <laughs> someplace brand new. Good to know. Hell of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Cockatillo. <laughs> this is happy log. So you're basically decorating happy. something to crap out toys and nougats for you. Yeah. I hope I get some dried figs out yeah, of that figs. log's ass. Too evocative. Oh, Karen, you're just in time. Yeah. All right, everybody. Oh, God. Uh, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Have a great rest of your night. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Hi, Karen. And bye, guys. Have a good night. Adios. <laughs>